got a colorful aura, like I got neon guts. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And I got a colorful aura, like I got neon guts. Admit it, I move like amoeba. Yeah. I float in the room like I'm reefer. Yeah. Alien, I'm not your kind of people. Yeah, yeah. Telepathic fan, watch how I read you. boy. You ain't got emeralds, Greener. Nah. You ain't got Richard the Sleeve. No, sir. And I got a rose that's in the grove that I ain't drove. Shit, I don't know the reason. Three or five. Underlay, underlay, revive. Hola. Me and J Babin on G5. Chola. Success is a drug head, man, we high. I, your mother, is a beehive. Yeah. I got love for you haters. Yeah. Ain't you tired of enslaving? Huh? Come with us, make some paper. All right, welcome to uh, episode seven of Lock and Key Podcast. Uh, this is Chris, the Dior homie. I'm here with a special guest. I'm here with Mike. Mike, your last name is Trowbridge. Yeah, Mike Trowbridge. Mike Trowbridge. It's uh, what is it? Mike Tro on Instagram. Yep, Mike Tro underscore. Mike Tro underscore on the Insta. Uh, Mike's a jack of all trades, uh, but he's definitely a barber. He's a good barber. Uh, I actually saw my barber today, actually. Um, Shout out to Junior. I've known Junior since I was a kid. And uh, he cuts Isaiah Thomas's hair. That's what's up. Yeah, so he's definitely out of a job now. <laughs> we talked about that today. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not one to gossip, but he told me Isaiah Thomas is not fucking happy. He told me Isaiah Thomas is fucking livid. Really? Yeah, he told me that today. And I was like, ooh, I got the scoop. <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe you can be cutting Kyrie's hair now. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I said to him. <laughs> I mean, I got the scoops like Wojnarowski right now, but that's exactly what I said to him. Like, if you can start cutting Kyrie's hair, then you'll be right back to where you started. Oh, he'll be good. Definitely. Oh, wait, where's the shop at? Uh, he's at Shane's Master Barbering. That's downtown Brockton. Hell that's yeah. Shane's Master Barbering. For all your cuts and fades. And anything in between. He also will hold your phone if you got to go into the courthouse that's across the street because they don't let phones into the courthouse. Now, that's what's up. That's a real one right there. Yeah, that's, he charges a dollar. <laughs> charges $1, and he'll hold your cell phone all day. That's cause... doing it right. So on the way over here, I picked Chris up, and he was like, oh, man, I haven't seen, you know, roll down, roll down windows where you got to roll them yourself. Mike's got manual windows. Manual windows. Now, listen, this is the deal. I got an 05 Chevy Cobalt. Nice little black joint. Prize little gem. Oh, it's got got roll down windows. Manually roll them down yourself. It's a little tough when you pull up to a, like a stoplight and there's like cute girls next to you and like you're slowly rolling down your window. It's just not you got to try and look. do it without putting a lot of motion in your shoulder, so it exact, looks like you're pressing yep. a button. Keep one know? one arm posted up, other one back, rolling down nice and slow. Or like use one finger like mad creepily <laughs> and try and want, but you have to have a strong finger, you know, because it starts building up tension holding up the weight from the glass i've learned i know what i'm doing okay i know what i'm doing but that used back in the day that used to make or break you if you had manual windows or not now but, this car this car's something special you know it's only got fifty five thousand miles on it so it's got nothing you know that's true but um so i went to tell him a little story a couple months ago i was uh working as a personal assistant my friend was managing a uh, a college concert series and i was a uh, personal assistant for Kesha and her crew. Uh, she had about like 17 production uh, people, band members and whatnot. And I was her, you know, her daily, her, her day assistant, you know, kind of run errands, pick up lunch, all that. And, and all uh, 17 of them would get inside the cobalt. All 17 in the cobalt, they'd pack in. Yep. No, I'm just playing. But uh, yeah, so they go, hey, Kesha, Kesha wants to go, wants to go shopping on Newberry Street and whatnot. She wanted to go to the Gucci store, so I was, I was like, oh, no no problem. They're like, yeah, she's going to drive with you. And I was like, oh, all right, damn. So her and her uh, like manager, like security. So you were under pressure oh, to totally drive Oh, totally under pressure. Oh, it was crazy. This is like a few hours before the show started and everything. Ray Schremmerd was the headliners. Uh, wow. Th- those dudes, chill as fuck. That was my second time working with those dudes. Nice. Real cool, solid, solid team. Those dudes just flew in on a private jet a couple hours before the show. And boom, just killed it, and then and, and they bounced. were still probably cranked up and ready to go, huh? Super easy. Actually, I'll get into that one in a second. But mm-hmm. so I pull up next to Kesha's tour bus. She goes right from her bus into my car in the back seat with her manager security. We start driving, and her security goes, "Hey, you know she's got some obsessive fans in the area. Like I need you to lock all the doors of the car." I go, "All right, no problem." But 
They didn't realize I had manual locks. Mm-hmm. So I reach all the Everybody's way. Everybody's got to reach. I reach all the way over. Boom. I start pressing the locks down. I see them in the rearview mirror just rolling their eyes. They're like, oh, God, what do we got ourselves into? Holy so shit. we start driving. We're going down Huntington Ave. <laughs> and she goes, hey, can you roll the windows down? I go, yeah, no problem. You know, so I'm trying to be casual. I'm sweating, kind of stuck in traffic. So I turn the music up just a little bit, and I start rolling the window down real slow. And she mm-hmm. just stops me. She goes, she's like, oh, God. She goes, just turn on the AC. I was like, all right, yeah, good idea. That'd probably be better. So I cranked the AC, and then we're cooling. Oh, thank uh, God it had AC. Oh, she she was cool. She was real quiet, but we weren't talking too much. And then uh, so we pull up to the Gucci store. And if you're familiar, um, we'll sit outside the Prudential Center, right? Yep. Is that where it just moved to? Yep. So it's actually, no, it's been there forever. What am mm-hmm. I talking about? So I pull up right curbside there, and they're like, all right, wait. You're going to wait for us, you know? She could be 20 minutes. She could be, like, two hours. You don't know with her. I'm like, all right, yeah, no problem. So I put my hazards on. I'm pulled up, like, right right on the side. And in front of me, there's a valet. So I thought it was a hotel, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm hanging out, and the val- one of the, val- the guy in charge of all the valet, he, he comes over to me. Mind you, it, it's a Maserati. My 05 Chevy Cobalt Fuck and yeah. a Mercedes. I'm right in, in the middle of, of, of all the heat. All some, some dope cars. Hell yeah. And the guy comes over to me. He comes over to the passenger side window, knocks on the window. So I got to lean all the way over, roll it down by hand. Damn. And he goes, sir, you got to move your car. You know, this is valet for residents only. And I'm like, hey, you know, I got a celebrity client shopping inside Gucci right now. So he looks at my car. He looks at me, <laughs> how I'm dressed and whatnot. Starts dying laughing. He's like, nah, nah, you don't. There's not a chance. I go, listen, man, like, I swear I have a high-profile client shopping in, inside right now. Like, I'm not going anywhere. He goes, okay, I'll give you 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, damn, Fuck. so I'm sweating. And in the meantime, they want me to go get Starbucks, and I had to pick up her dinner and do, and do all these errands and whatnot. Wow. So uh, her manager shoots me a text and goes, hey, you know, we talked to the people at the store. Pull in where that valet is into the garage, and she's gonna come out the back store of Gucci, you know, and she'll get right in your car. I was like, all right, cool. So it was like probably an hour later, I got to go up to the same guy who told me I couldn't even park there, mm-hmm. and he already knew ahead of time that I would be coming back pulling in. Yep. So it was cool. He kind of gave me a little tip of the hat, like my bad, like knew it was up. So she uh, got in my car and we headed back, uh, back to the concert. And man, it was crazy. We it hit was us. more to the cobalt than he thought. Oh, exactly. The cobalt's got magic powers now. The it ca- was. the, the Kesha mobile. The 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 cobalt is like a wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> you know? That's the I think that's the best way to describe it. Unbeknownst to that man, he was hauling around motherfucking K E dollar sign H A. You know, but they had no idea. That's a very interesting job though, you know what I mean? Crazy. It was a weird one. And yeah. then like setting up uh the dressing room for like Ray, that was crazy. Their rider for Ray Showing Shremmer. Their riders and shit, dude. Their riders were wild. They they have uh, uh, I think it was like two two pineapples, right? But not cut or anything. Like two whole pi- whole pineapples. Like it was cool. They, they didn't even end up eating them. I mean, no, no. I see where they go. I see where they're going with that. <laughs> Maybe just a vibe, setting a vibe type yeah. thing. Yeah, they'd probably be on the tour bus and they'd be like, okay, we got all the serious shit out of the way. Uh, what's some dumb shit we could put on this yeah, rider just to true. see if they fill it. And then some high dude just woke up and was just like, two pineapples. <laughs> two pineapples. Nah, those dudes were cool as hell. That that was a cool one to uh, to work that show. That was the second time I worked with them. But yeah. uh, just especially, I think, because they're brothers, they just channel some this whole other type of energy. They get each other pumped up. They be dapping each other up before they hop on stage. I mean, obviously, anyone gets hyped before. Yep. They're about to rock a friggin' sold-out show. But them being brothers, they're dapping each other up. I'm yep. just I'm just standing there. Boom, they dap me up, and I'm like, oh, shit, now I'm getting all hype. Like, <laughs> Damn, they passed. They just oh, channeled your oh, fucking the, vibe. The, en- the energy, man. And you got to keep it going. Exa- it's contagious. Oh, my contagious. God, that's pretty dope. But, no, that was that was a cool-ass night. Mm. Definitely a uh, definitely a cool opportunity. Shout-out to Race Fremmerd. I know they listen to the show. Um, I've been told, nah, they don't listen to the fucking show. But, uh, yeah, shout-out Race Fremmerd. Hey, We're you never know. Fans. Serious fucking dudes. Fuck with their music heavy. First album was solid. Second album was just as fire. Uh, we're going to get into just a couple topics and get a couple of them out of the way. What's that timer at? Is there a timer on that thing? There's got to be a timer. I think so. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to the title of the Creator album? Yes, I did. Okay. I had it on repeat. Like, okay. Giving it 
a nice, a nice good listen. That's for sure. I appreciate that. It's very respectful. Yeah. Uh, uh, what'd you think, man? What'd you really think of the album? I thought it was sick. I thought it showed him way more as an artist. I think this, this is what I think everyone was kind of waiting for, or maybe expecting from him. Mm-hmm. It said a lot about him. Obviously, he opened mm-hmm. up. I mean, touched on some huge, huge topics there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we can get into that. But um, no, nah, I had it on repeat. Like you said, you, it's one of those things you could just kind of put on shuffle. I thought it was a nice, cohesive piece. Mm-hmm. Like you were just chilling song to song. It's just mm-hmm. transitioning. I nice. mean, he's got some tracks that like some lines that you, you, you know, you think twice on. Like he has a song where he's just rapping about being bored. Yeah, and, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, and it's a great song because everybody can relate to yeah, that. I mean, true. I think he figured. I think he probably always would freestyle and probably have a concept of rapping about being bored. But I think that's literally the one thing everyone can completely relate to, especially when it comes to rap. When there's some things you you don't you can't gravitate to or understand what rappers are talking about. But he was rapping about being bored and how his friends suck and how they don't reply to his texts and shit like that. And hey, everyone can awesome everyone can relate to that. That's for Definitely. sure. That song too. I mean, that showed a lot about him himself. Like you know, he's mass successful, but he's talking about you know sitting at home and mm-hmm. no one hitting him up. And it's like yep. it just shows he's he's human too. You know, yep. like he says he has lines like "Got some cars I can handle, but nowhere for performance." I mean, mm. I've honestly felt that way. I mean, I don't I don't own a McLaren P1, but. I mean, I've been so bored that I've been like, man, I have a nice car that I can't even fucking take anywhere because I have nothing to fucking do. So, yeah, one line that was like, uh, I'm sure like, you've been there with your cobalt. Oh, you, you know, know you I'm know. I'm sure you felt that. He's exact like, no, pain. no tin on the car. Pull up next to the cops. Like they look over, see your boy. Uh, oh, yeah, something like that. I love the lyrics, man. I mean, uh, he definitely gets it. I, I think. Uh, He's definitely been always underrated as far as a lyricist, and I think that's something that he definitely needs to start getting some respect for. Um, he's definitely got some tight flows on that album. Please check it out. Um, Flower Boy was really good again, so um, I'd like to let, I'd like to know what some people think about, it, especially people that don't listen to Tyler. You know, I've been trying to encourage some of my friends who think that he's still like when he first came people were like oh he's like a new Eminem like I never thought that he was ever that type nah, of rapper. Nah. Um, he's definitely had an edge that Eminem has, but as far as sounding like him, never. As far as having the same uh, content lyrically, never. Um, so he definitely has come a long way from that artist that people that wouldn't listen to his music would want to compare him to artists like Eminem and things like that. I've never been a fan from like the beginning of him, mm-hmm. of his music. I mm-hmm. mean, I think he puts out some good stuff. Mm-hmm. But this one, I, I, I could really mess with this one. It was... Like I said, solid cohesive piece, and it was just, I don't know, he he needed that. This yeah. was a, this was huge huge for him, and I kind of the direction he wanted to go, mm. kind of with his career, at least it seems. And I, th- I thought it was tight. There's a certain angle to this album that I feel like he it's something that he's taken away from being uh, mentored by Pharrell, where he marketed this album amazingly. Um, like you said, this album feels like a piece. You know, mm. it, it all has that has a springy sound to it. You know, it's called Flower Boy. His lyrics even goes on and on about what he thinks about certain flowers and how he's into flowers and how he's into gardens and things like that. Um, he said that in his um, show on Vice, how he just happens to just be into flowers and bugs and things like that. Which, again, from a rapper's standpoint, it's pretty uh, different to hear a rapper come out and say things <laughs> like that. I mean, and it's dope, you know. Mm. We all seem to think nature is cool. It's, you know, it's art in its own way. But... uh that's one thing I noticed about this album is how much he's getting better into marketing. Like he's rapping about Converse, he's rapping about the sneakers he has. I hear him um, saying thing about the the deals, the contracts that he has, and he's plugged this album really well. I mean, crazy. He's ready to break barriers down, but still continue to keep doing what he wants. You know, he just switched over from Vans, right? Yeah, it was Vans he was with. Yeah, he had the Vans deal. He was doing the golf shoes for a while with them, and then uh, shit. Now Con- let's Converse just say, back the truck just up. to clarify, golf, not golf shoes, right? Like the sport golf, right? But you know his crew for those anyone listening to us, yes. You know, not aware that's yes. Tyler's uh, Tyler's crew. He wasn't designing any golf shoes, but he not was. yet. Yeah, hey, you never know. Not <laughs> yet. Okay, that could be one of the things he gets into to I'll cure some of that boredom. But again, that Flower Boy album is dope, and um, I really, really appreciate it from a fan, from a fan's point of view and. You know, as opposed to a lot of the huge, hugely publicized albums that keep dropping, like things like Khaled and stuff. And 
and yeah, I will say that Khaled album was flat. It had that one really good single with Rihanna, and the rest of it kind of stunk. I didn't even listen to it. Don't. Nope. Don't don't, don't do it to yourself. Uh, I, I've had these uh, topics written down for so long that some of them, like, uh, like I was talking about North Korea here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that was when the president was talking shit. And uh, I was getting really worried. And I think the one thing that came to my head that made the most sense, I was like, I think we'll all know shit is hitting the fan when, when Dennis Rodman leaves. If we see Dennis Rodman getting on a fucking airplane or something, then we know shit's about to hit the fucking fan. Because I'm pretty sure Kim Jong-un, if he tips off anybody, it's going to be Dennis Rodman. Oh, like, definitely. They're like best friends. He's going to be like, the Barracuda is in the cave. And then Rodman's going to be like, shit, all right. And he's going to gather his fa family and get on a plane. So if any of you guys work for TSA, <clears throat> uh, keep searching for Rodman, comma, Dennis. If you see him heading anywhere. With more than three people. True. If his family is in tow. Yeah, because he's not going to go solo, that's for sure. Let TMZ know, because if anybody's going to get the news out there fast enough, it's going to fucking be TMZ. I know that. Um, now, the Celtics, uh, I had to talk about this. This was probably the newest thing I put on this list of things to talk about. Um, for those of you that have been living under your mother's tit for a week, the Celtics have traded a boatload, including Isaiah Thomas, to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Kyrie Irving. Just Kyrie Irving. Uh, the full trade was next year's first-round pick from the Brooklyn Nets, Anti Zizek, who was a European center that we have, who has so much fucking potential. Um, Jay Crowder, who has made a name for himself. And, of course, Isaiah Thomas, uh, the legend in the making. A lot of people don't know how to feel about this. I think that's the one thing I've noticed most is that a lot of people don't know how they really want to feel about this situation. That was my initial reaction. I had no idea. I was, I was like, oh, it hurts. Uh, you know, I was excited. My initial reaction was excitement. I was super duper excited. Um, then after calming the fuck down, I was like, shit. Christ. Like, we, we gave up a lot. I mean, excuse me, that first round pick alone can get them a player, huge. a great player. Huge. That first round pick alone, for example, can go to a team who, you know, can and can see that as the piece that they need and trade one of their all star players for, you know, just that first round pick or that first round pick and just another D League player that the Cavaliers already have. Definitely. Um, you guys know I'm I, I I talk a lot of shit about sports. Uh semi enjoy it. Hold on, Danny's back. Danny Danny went to go retrieve the marijuana. And Thank you, Danny. He seems happy. He's giving me the nod. We're in the game. All right. But uh, so that's the one concern is that uh, we, we, have, we did give up a lot. I mean, is Kyrie Irving good? Yes, he's very good. Is he healthy? Yes, he's extremely healthy. Um, are there questions about Isaiah Thomas's hip? I, I think there's still questions about that. Um, that may have played in a factor of them giving him, giving him up. But uh, I'm going to miss Isaiah Thomas sorely. I'm going to miss him sorely and dearly. And uh, I'm going to let the, Mike jump in here and let me know what he thinks. Because I'm, 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 it's bittersweet. That was the thing for me. Bittersweet. My initial reaction was like, oh, it just sucks when you lose a key player who's just like heavy, like reps Boston heavy. You know what I mean? It's not like he's been bouncing around too much. He's like, he, he, Boston loves him. We, You know? So that, that was tough. I was... Especially that it was just such a big trade. You're just like, what the? Wait a second. It takes a second to process all that. Yeah. But no, I, mean, I was a, I was like a little salty at first, but I mean, now we got Kyrie. That's that's crazy. Like, I, I don't even think it's hit me yet, to be honest. I think the largest. <laughs> I think honestly, Mike, the largest takeaway from this is that the Celtics are attractive now. Mm, you know, definitely that what we've done. You know, we started very, very small with Al Horford. I mean, and this is after the big three and after taking a ring and then breaking them up. But I think we slowly we got Horford slowly acquired a couple of the small names and then we got Hayward in there and now Kyrie Irving. I think I'm really excited for what exactly we could bring to what you know what guys want to come see now. I mean that we're an interesting team. We're an inter interesting team now. And uh, I think aside from the heartbreak of the guys that we lost and aside from the joy that I have of uh, Kyrie Irving being a Celtic now, I think the biggest thing to take away from this is that we are an attractive market now. Definitely. I think we showed people, you know, at the end of the season, kind of 
hey, don't sleep. So mm-hmm. now we're coming in heavy. Um, again, I do know from someone that IT is not too happy about it. Um, I think the, re- I, the and if I had to guess myself mainly, if I had to guess why IT was a little upset about it, because he seems like a family guy, he seems like a well-grounded guy. He seemed like getting up and moving isn't his type of definitely, thing, man. Definitely. Um, and I think it also hurts him that seeing that the Celtics didn't want to pay him is what this trade kind of means to him. Is uh, knowing that you know his his this contract that he had the one contract he's he's been under from Sacramento is up. Uh, at the end, of, at the end of this upcoming season, and uh, as everybody's been saying, they know that Boston's gonna have to back the Brinks truck up. Um, people are talking about two hundred to two hundred fifty million dollar deal is what he's gonna be looking for. Because again, I think one reason why It's looking for such a huge deal is because he wants something very, very long term, so he doesn't have to go anywhere, so he can stay in one community and stay in one neighborhood, and you know, have one city just give him love and. Uh, you know, for a guy who's very, very young still, he's on his fourth team already. Uh, for a guy who's very, very young and very, very good, who's, you know, proven now. Absolutely. No, it's definitely going to be a tough one. But, hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, I read a report earlier that he's going to be wearing number three, too. Really? Um, I don't know I don't know where the fuck the number four is. Um, they said that Antti Zizek and Jay Crowder still didn't get numbers, but they're saying that uh, IT's going to be wearing number three. It'll look nice for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, little, I num- so. little numbers always look yeah, good on little dudes. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Speaking of, what about uh, who do you got for Floyd and McGregor? That's today's what? Thursday is two, in two That's days? Saturday, right? Oof, yeah. Woo. Uh, the McGregor fight. It's just one of them fucking <laughs> things. It's literally like going to be a wrestling match without being a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. Like, where you want to see it for entertainment. No no pugilist enthusiast is yeah, amped yeah. about this fucking fight. Like, it's wrestling fans and MMA fans. Like, every other fan of violent sports is amped for this, except boxing fans, man. Well, what I thought was funny, I was, you know, I was going to throw a little party or do something, uh, maybe hit some place to check out the fights, because I'm thinking all the prelim fights, and then I remember it's a fucking boxing match, and not... MMA, which at least the UFC prelims, you're like, all right, cool, you're getting something out of it. You get to see oh, some good and, fights. And UFC, sometimes know. the prelims are better than the oh, main event. for sure. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be cool with boxing, too. It's just different with boxing. I don't follow boxing. I don't know any any boxers, what boxers are good right now. And that's but, uh, also the problem. Um, boxing has been trying to come back from the grave. I mean, when we were kids, boxing was on top. Boxing was hey, the and I'm sport. A, I'm a martial arts guy, too. My whole family, everyone in my family is a black belt, except for uh, my mother. So, so it's easy, for, so it's easy oh. for you to say that boxing stinks right now. For sure. Um, what's crazy is there's a lot of great up-and-comers. I'm terrible with fucking names, but uh, I do have friends who are very, very up onto their boxing. And they even, you know, I see their re- them retweeting stuff from hashtag boxing Twitter. And... Uh, I see a lot of stuff. I, I see a lot of videos, a lot of Instagram videos, a lot of up com- up and coming Mexican boxers, um, and the one that everybody is more familiar with is Canelo, who's super talented. But uh, boxing needs more faces, and it needs more faces. I mean, I'm not to stand on a fucking pedestal or anything, but bo- boxing needs more faces than just you know Mayweather just fucking throwing money around all the goddamn time. You know, so definitely it's a little old school. But and then with the MMA. I feel like it's becoming like the WWE, you know what I mean? It's they're, true. They're getting away from kind of the actual martial arts and getting more into, you know, the, the shit talking and the, you know what as I mean? Long, as long, but I will say this, and it should be their slogan, as long as you can still get punched in the fucking face. <laughs> like, Isn't that the truth? That, yeah, like, they can start, like you said, they can start fake rivalries and stuff yeah. that UFC's starting but to have now. at the end now. of the day, they're going to fight. Yeah, as long as that punch in the happens. face is still uh, cracking, you know, Skin and bone smashing against skin and bone, that's good. I'm, I'll be fine with that. And uh, it, at least it's kind of one sport that makes kids think twice about doing it. They're like, whoa, like these dudes are really just mashing each other in the face with their knees and shit. Like, Ser- oh, it's the real, real deal. Yeah, uh, I had a friend who did that. Yeah, it was a short lived career for him. He was an injury. Two friends I got into in short lived careers because of injuries, but they were both very, very good at it. But I don't think I'd ever do it. I, I got one of my one of my good friends trains at uh at Lausanne's. He's a yeah um, UFC veteran, but uh, shout out Brendan McGecker. He just got injured recently. I know he he was working on a fight coming up, but uh, 
It's really soon like, enough, man. Soon it's enough. Really, it's, it's really a tough sport. Exactly. It's it it really boils down to how good are you at, are you at getting punched in the fucking face? Yeah. Like it isn't so much how good are you at punching a man in the face. Is if another man does it to you, are you still standing up? And just you your woozy? background, your if you got ground game or not. You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're more of a ground and pound, of fighter. course, is very important because some guys know they get you on the ground, it's over. Um, guys like Anderson Silva. Uh, remember guys like Anderson Silva though, he'll either kick you in your fucking Oof. face standing up or get on top of you and just elbow you until you give up. It's I mean um And that's what obviously you see Adam McGregor as a professional you know, UFC fighter, but I think just obviously he's an incredible striker, but I think Floyd's just gonna outlast him, you know. You're coming to Floyd's backyard, you that's, know. That's that's the one I just thing don't that think he's ready e- for even it. even casual boxing fans can say that is that if you've watched enough Floyd fights and if you have, you've been bored to death and or wanted your fucking money back. But if you've watched a, a couple of Floyd fights, you know that the guy just he'll avoid you until he wins. Oh. He'll just dance around you and dance around you. He'll literally be laughing as he does it and his sway and his dodge like the guy the guy just moves incredibly and he's going to tire this poor man out and then probably start punching him in the face very hard who's always looking for the first round knockout you know that's my it's just two completely different it'll be interesting I, i'm definitely excited to, to see the fight it's gonna be kind of gives me something to look forward to going that's my this weekend that's my breakdown of the fight he's going to get this man tired and then punch him in the face extremely hard danny says not one punch yeah, it's gonna be one of them crazy numbers. It's gonna be like eighty-six percent to like twelve percent. It's just not gonna look right. And he one's gonna be sweating in the corner, and the other one's gonna be dancing and stretching his shoulder muscles like he always does. And uh, you know, a lot of people. The thing about this fight too is a lot of people don't like both of these guys. <laughs> that's so. That's so true. So that a lot of people so don't like both these guys, I'm, but a lot of people respect both of these I, guys. I think I fall into that category yeah, for sure. Same. I mean, I don't have. I definitely. I want. I want to take. I want Floyd to take this fight, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not not a uh, diehard fan of either. Mike, let me ask you: Have you been to the movie recently? You see anything in the movie? Oh, movies? what is the last movie I saw? I'm trying to think. It's been a little bit. It might be about a month or so. I'm trying to think what I even saw last. I am a, a psychopath, so I keep a list of movies in my phone that I watch every year. I think that's smart. Because um, I would forget them. Uh, I'm at 145 so far this year. In theaters? No. Um, Just at in home general? And in yeah, theaters, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's sick. See, um, I, that's my problem with TV. I don't have, not that I don't have time, it's I'd rather watch, when I do have the time, I'd rather watch a movie than watch TV. Good, good. That's honest, sure. Honestly, that has to for be sure. way better for the brain. Definitely. That has to At be a thousand so. times. Yeah. Um, so then again, when I do get sucked into to something, it's whew, can be crazy. You look like you watched a lot of Jersey Shore. No offense. I mean, it. Uh, the thing about Jersey Shore is how much, how many seasons of it did Absolutely you watch? Not. You know what I mean? I watched maybe the first two seasons. Zero. Damn, Mike didn't oh. watch any, so I'm wrong. As I shit. was, I was, and if you know me. You know this about me. I was the biggest Jersey Shore hater off off the jump. Oh, I was good. like, what? Well, I didn't understand it. I salute I you, like, my friend. This was, it was too corny for me. I had just made, I don't know. I some I mean, some of it I, I ended up thinking was pretty funny. You know, cabs are here, all that. Cabs, yeah. And the fact the that DJ Pauly D is a multimillionaire yeah, now. That, I mean, yo, <laughs> shout, out, shout out DJ Pauly D. I know, you know Danny's mad I have, at that. I got <laughs> mad. I got mad respect. Yo, I got mad respect, though, for anyone who can take a small role like that, which is, like, not something that's going to have any longevity to it, yeah. and and find a way to turn that into a career. 15-minute extended. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. He turned it into yeah, an yeah, extremely exactly. long revenue stream. <laughs> Absolutely. Good I for mean, him, though. For sure, for sure. And he's the only one. And he's from Providence. So, yeah, I mean, and I, he's from Providence, and he's the only one that has done anything. So as much as I hate Jersey Shore, shout out, shout out DJ Pauly D. The situation <laughs> is uh, going through rehab and stuff. It's not It's not as fun. The, the party's over. Damn, what a situation. Yeah, the party <laughs> is indeed over. That's Oof. what they should do the next season. Actually, they just had a reunion thing. I didn't watch it. Don't watch it. Nobody watched I think the they reunion are, I think they are going to get a reunion, I'm pretty sure. They I just something. did it. And the and not everybody showed up. No, um, I think they're getting a new like a new show though. That would be terrible. Don't yeah, that's that. what I'm saying. I know uh, Vinny didn't show up to the recent one. He does a uh, food truck business now, Good or, for or him. I should say restaurant business. But I saw him on one of those uh, 
Food, I love the Food I love Network. The Food, Network. Food, Network is, Food Network is probably the best channel on cable. Straight up. Right? And I, now I take back what I said because when I do have time to watch TV, mm-hmm. I'm going to hit Network. the Food Network. And then I'm going to end up eating too much. Chopped has to be top oh. five. I mean, not as far as like personally, like in Nielsen ratings, man, after like 9 p.m., bro, Chopped unreal. has to be like the most oh, watched show. Unreal. Fucking love some. If chopped. you know me, you know I love I love chopped. And I love some chopped. Shout out Guy Fieri, uh, Diners, Drivers, and Triple Dives, D. Triple D. That is my show. I'm in Team Triple. Props to him. Uh, Guy Fieri drives me fucking crazy, oh, but I will watch that show. I if like it's, on. It, right. it's. I like him ironically, if that makes any sense. Like, and it's okay. Like. Does that make sense though? Like I like him because it's like funny. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, he's I can like see... he's like the real life Kool Aid man. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. like yeah, for sure. For he's sure. like the Food Network's Kool Aid man, but he kind of knows what he's talking about. Yep. I and mean, he's making money, so I mean. But back to Jersey Shore real quick, back, yeah, just be, back. even though it's terrible television. Um, <laughs> see what happens. We start talking about Guy Fieri. It was my it was my uh, it was my guilty pleasure. You know what I mean? I knew it. I was very. I wasn't watching Jersey Shore on some. Man, it's groundbreaking type of shit. Like, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, they should be streaming this in classrooms. I wasn't, it wasn't no shit like that. I was more watching it like, God, I shouldn't. Like, but they're so stupid. Yeah, yes, yeah, this yeah. is good stuff. He's no. drunk. He's going to bring another stripper home. This is going to be great. Yeah, you know, you get sucked into the drama. That's just like my family's big on uh, that, that show, Big Brother. Woof. Oh, your family's some of those. Oh. Now, I don't really, I don't know anybody personally that does, but people on my Twitter timeline, they are diehard as fuck for that show. They remember everybody's I, names. I thought that shit was like over. I didn't realize it was mm-hmm. still like, like on that. 21, oh, season 21. Yeah, or yeah. Shit. And it's like, people love that show. And I mean, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's a interesting one. I feel like I would probably nah, never mind. I'm not even gonna finish that <laughs> statement. Yeah, I'm not even gonna finish that fucking statement. But uh, let me see. The last movie that I actually saw in the theater. Um, let me check out this fucking list. It's so long that I gotta. In the theater, was. Fuck. I really can't think of the last time I even went to the movies. I've been watching a lot. Oh, uh, Atomic Blonde. That's what it was. No, nah, not familiar. The Charlize Theron one. It's like John Wick. Well, that's what they were labeling it as. They okay. were labeling it as a John Wick for women. But that was a really stupid fucking sexist-ass way to label a movie. <laughs> um, women loved John Wick. Every every chick I know saw John Wick and absolutely fucking loved it. But uh, With Keanu Reeves? Yes. yes the yes, Keanu yes. Reeves movie. That that's movie, not what that, I'm plugging. I wasn't yeah, paid yeah, to yeah, plug yeah, that yeah, one. I know, okay, I know. hold on. I'm paid to plug Atomic Blonde. Hold on. <laughs> Atomic Blonde, though, uh, starring Charlize Theron, takes place um, during Cold War, which I thought was cool. But now there's like, I, I don't know, uh, not to get sidetracked, but they were talking about rumors of crossing it with John Wick. I don't know how they're going to do that if like it's going to take place 30 years after Charlize Theron's hot. But don't make her look fucking 30 years older. Please don't do that. you know. But uh, again, good movie. Um, it's got James McAvoy in it. He's a pretty good, pretty good role for him. Something a little different for him. Uh, really, really good cast. Uh, it's one of those movies made you feel cold as shit because it was just mostly in Russia, and they put this like soft, like blue filter over everything. Man, I was cold as shit, and it was like nine degrees outside. But shout out to the director for making me feel cold as shit. Thanks. Sure, that does take talent to get that across. Oh, that was the movie, the the one with uh, Liam Neeson with the fucking wolves and shit. Oh, that one was crazy. I, I don't know. I can't remember what that one's called. I should probably no. I'm not even gonna use technology. Nope, not doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh, I'm just going to call it the Liam Neeson movie with the wolves. Um, man, that movie made me feel cold as shit. I'll never forget that day. Man, I was bundled the fuck up, went into the theaters, high out of my mind, and I watched Liam Neeson beat up like 18 wolves. But by the end of the movie, I felt like I was in the fucking, you know, the tundra with him. I wasn't really feeling it. Danny? Uh, I just passed Danny the marijuana, that's all. What about you, Danny? What's the last movie you saw in the theaters? Detroit. Detroit? Good? It was cool. Uh, Was it worth, like, its rating on Rotten Tomato? It was was cool, but there was a lot of times in the movie where I felt like it got uncomfortable. Like, as a black dude, he was watching it, like, Someone leap through the screen and punch this cop. Yeah. Like that. Uh, that, that reminds me of something else I saw in theaters just before Atomic Blonde. Um, I watched the documentary um, Who Streets, the Mike Brown documentary, and that was the same thing. Um, not to talk too much about that because I don't like to get too deep. Um, but that really, 
uh, it was decent. I felt like it could have been a lot better documentary in the sense where when you watch a documentary, you want to, if it's a topic you already know about, you want to learn, you want, you still want to take away something you didn't even fucking know. Um, the documentary didn't really do that for me. Um, all it did was kind of upset me with a lot of that footage. I feel like, I feel like, like any good documentary will make you like as soon as it's done, you instantly want to research it on your right. I mean, for sure. I mean, think about think about OJ. OJ has been so popular in the media lately that you know they've had the mini the mini thirty for thirty the doc OJ's that was great. Nice wave. Oh, he's gonna ride that. It's only a matter of time before oh, the news starts coming out, but. It reminds me of that where I, that was part of my childhood, but and, and even thinking I knew so much about it, watching two separate new segments on O.J. Simpson, I learned a lot more. You know, I learned a lot of things that I had no idea about. Um, and, and the Mike Brown one didn't do nothing. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, no disrespect to Mike Brown, and his family or the people that made it, because um, I'm sure they're going to be donating to charity and, you know, any proceeds that they get. Because I did see an early screening and it was for free. So. Um, shout out to them and the movement because I'm all for it. Um, the documentary, I'm sure um, someone down the line will give us something a little different too from a different angle. Um, the perspective was cool because it was filmed, a lot of it was uh, home video footage of you know post-incident situations like the rallies, the riots, and the immediate after situation right after he was killed, uh, filmed by his neighbors. Um, but again, that was the last thing I saw in theaters too. And uh, you said you saw the tr- Detroit, and that pissed you off. A lot of people don't what know. I, what I most liked about it though was that you could, I was watching the movie, and I'm like, oh, that's Main Street. Oh, yeah. That's this and that. For those of you that don't know, it was filmed right in Brockton, which is our hometown. Uh, I I don't know if I mentioned uh, I that before even, on the show. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Ma- a huge majority of it. No um, shit. One of my boys was in it, and I was high. Yeah. I was the movie, <laughs> high, like, yo, that's blah blah blah. See, I'm that's gonna end up crazy. doing the same thing because I know a few people that were uh, that are definitely in it that are little extras in there. Oh no way. Because um, again, it was about a huge race riot in Detroit in the '60s, so I'm sure they needed a lot of people. Um, I was I probably wasn't dark enough for the callback because they didn't call me back. I'm somewhere in the middle, you know what I mean? I'm not civil rights black, you know what I mean? I'm like I definitely would not have made it. People, people, <laughs> people have no idea what I am. I am extremely ambiguous as fuck. I kind of enjoy letting people just fucking think and guess what the fuck I am. But Why uh, not? you know, I have uh, African descent, so let's just say that. But not kinda. We'll talk about this another day. We'll talk about it some other time. But uh, as far as what's in the movie, I'm trying to I'm trying to go see Good Time. Good Time is an indie movie with Robert Pattinson. I I gotta see it. People are saying that it's probably the best movie this year. Um, it's like a it's supposed to be like a super high paced movie where the dude is constantly running for his life and on a lot of drugs and running from a bank robbery. So I definitely want to see this movie. So <laughs> that's all I need to know. Me, I'm the type when I watch like a trailer for a movie on my Apple TV, I'll watch like the first 15 seconds of it, and then if I'm intrigued, I shut it off. I'm like a, yeah. I'm like an A and R for trailers. Yeah, yeah. I'm like an A and R for trailers. I'm like, uh, like Dame Dash. Like, so I watch the trailer for 15 seconds. If it looks fire, I cut it off. If it looks trash, I cut it off. It don't matter. Like, don't ruin, but, uh, it. don't ruin it for yourself. Yeah, and then the reviews started coming out as like amazing. Like, I, let me check on. I know, I know, Rotten Tomatoes probably all over that shit but um shout out to them too for also paying me um they sent me five popcorn kernels this week for promoting them um and this is me um asking for another five popcorn kernels please thank you that's with no butter i know because that's not even butter (laughs) good time unsalted no butter good time has a 91 good time has a a 91 on rotten tomatoes wow um which makes it certified they certify anything over 90 which is good okay and um, how do you guys feel about Rotten Tomatoes, Mike? What do you, how do you feel about it? A lot of people don't I like it. it. I mean, when I hit info on, I mean, we already, we did speak, you know, off air about how, how we feel about Comcast Xfinity. But when I do hit info, that Rotten Tomatoes score, I mean, a lot of people go off it. Yeah, it's true. Um, some people hate that a lot of people go off it. True. Is, no, I can I can totally see that too. And I and I don't and I honestly personally don't understand why because it's a consensus on it, everybody. Absolutely. It, it shows you the consensus on quote unquote professional movie critics, and it shows you the consensus on casual moviegoers. Mm-hmm. You know, you can easily you can go see a movie like Good Time tomorrow and think it fucking stinks, and give it a bad review and. 
just like when you check someone's someone's reviews on eBay and Amazon, you can look at the bad ones just like you can look at the good ones. Definitely. So uh, I, I personally think Rotten Tomatoes is good because it's better than jumping around site to site, reading what this asshole thinks, reading what this fucking schmuck thinks, reading what this fucking dude thinks, and watching a video review on YouTube and this. I'd rather just see one concise thing that I know, okay, this is predominantly off the... Knowing that it's in select theaters, the majority of people that did see this movie, this is what they think of it. That's I, it. I usually trust anything over, over like an 85. Yeah, I think so. As long as I, I I'm, I'm, but when you win that 50 and I still see that tomato, yeah, I'm like, I yeah. don't know if you deserve a tomato, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, I feel like anything other than like, <laughs> who gave you a tomato? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm high. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. were a few people. Like, there were a few right. people that I were. If I want to go watch something in the movies, it got to be like 85 or high. I yeah. feel like, all right. Because if I go to the movies and I'm disappointed, I'll be fine. Let me talk to you. Let me give you guys some, some sleepers that I uh, stumbled upon recently. Um, I watched Shot Caller the other day. Right now, you got to pay for it. But if you're a scumbag and you know how to download shit illegally, I'm not going to tell you anything about where to find yep. it. I'm just going to tell you that you can find it. Okay. Yep. Um, the movie's called Shot Caller. Um, it stars Nicolaj Costa-Waldau, who plays Jamie Lannister. And it stars John Bernthal, who plays the Punisher. And... Uh, there, uh, the, the crazy thing about this story is it's 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 like the it's like one of the new, it's like the new neo like prison film, which I thought was really cool about it. It's very American X. Um, dude goes to prison. He was never into like the Aryan Brotherhood or anything. He was like a Wall Street type of business guy. Uh, kills his friend vehicular homicide while he was drunk driving. Goes to prison and then you know long story short, converts to the Aryan Brotherhood to protect his life and then becomes one of the top dogs like in the entire country as far as like nazis go and then he gets out of prison and he's then that struggle begins of like continuing this like leadership role and it's crazy because it, it shows you the sequence of his previous life in flashbacks so if the movie starts and it's him getting out of prison you see the tattoos and things like that and the people he's associates with so you know immediately um what they, what it's about and what he's about then it shows you the flashbacks and you're like you know it shows him you know living a little more upscale lavish life and stuff like that and you're like holy shit and you put two and two together and then it shows you how he stumbles into that life um you know That's to crazy. save his own life more or less he did it you know um but again great movie awesome movie super sleeper and on rotten tomatoes that has somewhere i believe that's somewhere like the 70s 80s so that was one thing when I uh, searched it. When I saw it on my Apple TV and I searched it, I was like, okay, cool. What was that one called? Shot Caller. Shot Caller. Yep. That sounds sick. So let's see. What else did I have here to talk about? Oh, The Supreme Drop. Oh. Um, um, the Supreme Drop. Uh, just real quick for people that don't know, um, Supreme is a company that makes things. That's it. Um, and everybody wants it. They make the most random of things. Yes. They literally released a brick this year. Uh, they put their name on anything and it sells out. That's pretty much the name of them. They started out as just uh, doing skate parts and things of that nature. Branded out into clothing and things like that. And ever since then, they've been this huge, have this ridiculously large cult following that's surf fucking real. The rumor is that uh, Moet, Hennessy, Louis Vuitton bought them. There still has been no confirmation of that, I don't think. That they bought them, this was like months ago. Um, for about a half a billion or something, but uh, there still haven't been no con no confirmation rumors, of that. Rumors. But I I will say that this that it, for a company that a lot of people still don't fucking know what it is, it has a re yeah it has a ridiculously large following. Um, this week they dropped a lot of stuff, which was great. I I appreciate when companies do a lot of shit because then all the vultures are satisfied and you can just get the pickings that you want and stuff. Um. So they dropped a lot of ridiculous things. Some of the things they dropped, they dropped one of those foldable military shovels. I seen an ashtray the other day for five hundred dollars. I was like, yeah. well, that's the in, they had an ashtray. Yeah, they had an ashtray in their new drop. Uh, some of the other things that I saw that were random as hell, uh, the Scarface pants, which is like the backdrop of his like foyer area. Uh, Travis Scott's already wearing them. Um, only he could pull shit off like that because I saw sure. him wearing them and I was like, he really makes them look not that bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's literally like wearing wallpaper of like of like a photo of Scarface's living room. But uh, that was pretty ridiculous in that drop. Did you get anything, Mike? Yo, so I got a crazy. I had a crazy morning for this release. Okay. I don't. I don't like. I'm not crazy about hitting the 
Supreme release. Right Neither when it am happens. I. I never like I never have like really waited for it. Yep. But today I look down, it's eleven oh four, and I'm like, oh shit, the drops today. I just literally no joke, casually go to the app, and I went right for uh, the Nas mm-hmm. Nas shirt. Had to, boom. Sorry that it was sold out. Now it's like eleven oh five, eleven oh six, boom. Right to accessories. I had this is what I had in my cart. I successfully got backpack, which was a pretty sick backpack. Did the all black one. I got the uh, diamond cut zippo, the duffel bag, handcuff keychain. I had the folding shovel and the crash tee all in my cart. Boom. First try. Added right to cart. I go to pay. Boom. You got the weird, weird, creepy signal? Everything crashed. Hold on. Now let me see. There was no way to refresh. It had all my credit card uh, information. Bro, I was heated. This I, is I was the so screenshot quick. everybody's passing really? around. Everybody got this crazy I was so, message. Yo, I was so quick. Did I you was, do this on your phone? On my phone, right off the app. So I was pissed. I, I think went, that might be why. For sure. You can you can never trust it. So obviously, I ended up having to refresh the app, and boom, my cart's gone. You had dog shit. But, I mean, there was still... I, and then, kick, I know Supreme isn't kick, selling dog I'm, shit yet. I'm kicking myself yet. now because my total would have been 446 on that, and some of those items, most of them I would have kept. And probably flipped a couple of them, but when I went back after I refreshed, what I found, they still had all the all the duffel bags, all the backpacks. Mm. The shovel was gone. I wish I got the shovel though. That shit was only thirty eight bucks. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Some weird collectors in <laughs> I LA. My, and shit I remember my uncle that. every summer in Cape Cod with his foldable green army shovel digging us a hole up to our waist, and I'm like, "Yo, now I got for those one of you that don't know, I got one yeah. with Supreme." For those of you that don't know, it's uh, when you like gotta like take a shit really bad, or, you gotta, yeah, yeah. or bury your dead friend, yeah, exactly, in six, the military, six feet, <laughs> six feet under. If you're out somewhere in the military and you have to bury your dead friend, they give you, they conveniently give you your own shovel. So now the Supreme is doing a shovel. So if you're at like a sneaker release line and you gotta take a shit. You could be like, you know what? Fuck this. You just fuck up the garden, the, the little flowers they plant in front of the expressions, and take a dump. Supreme toilet paper box. Nah, the sand, they're gonna do sandwich baggies. I have a feeling they would do sandwich baggies. That would just be. That would just be. Yeah. That would be like the most like ridiculous. That'd be crazy. Now let me tell you how I did. I because I I tried. I had to try. Um, but I always have a strategy for approaching certain online shops. I, my strategy is usually though, one, if I have, if I, if I'm choosing between two sides, go for, obviously go for the less popular size, um, different situations like that. So with Supreme, I just immediately told myself I wasn't going to go for the overhyped products. I wasn't going to go for the Nas t-shirt. Right, right. Anything with their logo on it, on it. Anything that they've dropped before that's a re-release that people are gonna eat the hell up. Like sometimes they do the same shirt, different color, and then people just go nuts over it. But I already knew what I was going for. I went for the fucking boxer briefs. I didn't even hesitate. Oh yeah, true. And they had the t-shirts too. Yeah, boxers and t-shirts. I couldn't find the t-shirts though because it was like you got to see the the way their marble. Yeah, the way their the way their uh, desktop site is crazy. But uh, I got the underwear. And then I got the shoulder bag. I got a man purse. Nice. Because um, I'm now a man purse connoisseur. What color did you grab? I got the red one, of course. Hell yeah. Um, only because that's something that I probably don't want, that I'm probably going to sell it. Nice. So I went for the red bag and the underwear. And then I was like, let me be greedy and go back for something and risk losing everything in my cart. And uh, I went back for a nasty. <laughs> it's like running back into a store during Black yeah, Friday. Yeah. I ran back. And they're like, oh. <laughs> and I looked and I saw it. Like, you see it on the shelf. Like, oh, yeah. shit, there's a large left. There was a large gray Nas T man. I love gray. Yeah. All right. If you know how boring I am, I love gray. Okay. Goes so I grabbed the gray, put it in my cart, went. I put in my credit card info, and then when I went back, showed me my items. The Nas shirt was gone. Uh, but I still got my underwear. Hey, motherfucker. Nice. Fuck you, Supreme. No, please don't block my IP address. Don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you. But I got the underwear and I got the bag. And uh, so sold out on what like. I didn't go. I didn't even. Man, I left. I literally left the house. I went straight to the barbershop. Nice. Like, I was already having a good day. I was like, let me go that's get a fresh a real, haircut. That's a real good day. I literally left the laptop open and just shut the door and walked out. Like, and when hey, now we're talking about Johns though. When we got in the studio, concepts dropped a ton of except er, for tomorrow's release. That's right. If you want to get into that, that shit seems crazy. There, yes, they're concepts got is Boston for, like for those of you I don't right know. Now. I don't think I talked about this on my last show because I don't think I knew yet. They're opening a store on Newberry Street. Yeah, this is this yep. is true. 
Ooh. They just partnered with Adidas. Adidas to open a store on, on Newberry Street. Uh, I don't know the number, so I'm, I can't tell you, but it's... Uh, I want to say it's 73. It's early up there. It's up in the early numbers. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's not on the H&M side. That's what I'll say, okay? Because in my head, I can just picture where True, it is. Yeah, like, exactly. It's in the H&M area, but not on that side of the street, yes, okay? Yes. If you're from Boston, they're like, oh, okay, I'm there. Um, they're actually doing a party today. Um, if you're over 21, I'd go. I would definitely go. It's open bar. Free booze on Adidas's money. I think it's like six to ten today. Um, I would love to be there, but I have all other plans. So I'm like, fuck. But my other plans are pretty cool too. So I ain't even gonna front. That's a solid. That's a solid night though. Yeah, I'm going to shoot a rap video at a strip club. So that's a good. That's a good Thursday. You know, what do you do? You know, it's like. I got them both on the scales of justice, you know what I mean? <laughs> Except it's like the scales of filth. Like, how dirty am I going to be today? Am I going to go get shit-faced in Boston, or am I going to go get shit-faced in Providence? That's basically the toss-up here. But Providence wins. See you tomorrow, Boston. Boston, I'll be out there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's my birthday, so I'll be in Boston tomorrow extremely drunk, dancing Hell around, yeah. all right? I wish I knew what I was going to wear because I would tell everybody just in case you saw me. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I will be in red sneakers and a pink shirt. Okay, and they'd be like, "There he is! He's throwing up against that McDonald's." Like, <laughs> you know, then you can come up to me and like a scavenger hunt. I gotta give you something. You know what I mean? Give you a Dunkin' Donuts gift card or something. You know? Boom! But yeah, uh, another birthday present. That's it for the show. I, I honestly appreciate my impromptu uh, third guest here, Danny. Um, Danny D man, yeah, keeping it flowing. Danny, Appreciate everybody it. knows it's so loud he doesn't need a mic. If you know Danny personally, you know that. Yes. <laughs> and I won't lie, everybody knows I'm a loud ass motherfucker. That's why I made a podcast. But uh, again, and I also appreciate Mike. Mike's Mike's here, and uh, he, you know he extended his welcome and asked if uh, he could do a show with me, and I said, yeah, fuck yeah, just because I like the fact that he had the balls to ask me. So. Well, Steph, um, thank you for having me. And as long as the check's in the, ma- the mail, Mike, you could definitely come back, all right? Bam. Uh, that's it for me. That's it for episode seven. Um, I'll catch you guys next time. Appreciate it. Peace. Oh, no, watch that bitch blow, man. When we show up, you know it's showtime. I'm skateboard, but I'm on my grind. Hundred thousand, all hundreds of the blow, bitch, man. When I was in the jungle, we was blowing knives Just hit a nigga, bitch, for the second time And you know I gotta close the finish line You can't stand me, bitch, sit it down When we in the field, it's a touchdown And you know your bitch is a bust down She gon' turn around and get turned down Pop the bad phone cart